Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, it's just Chuck. Um, so I guess the power's out at Kevin's house. It's been out for a couple of days, and uh, we kept kind of holding out, hoping for the best, hoping that it'd come back on and we'd be able to uh, record this week's episode. Turns out that didn't happen, so you're stuck with me. Um, it's a little risky because we had planned, uh, we're going to talk about bugs, uh, phone tapping, uh, the internet, the internet listening, drone surveillance, TVs, all kinds of things that are listening to you. Um, however, that's going to be another day. Um, today, I figured I may as well talk about what I know about, AR-15s. Um, basically, what I wanted to talk about probably keep it short and sweet, but uh, I wanted to talk about making your $500, $450 AR-15 feel like a $2,000 premium assault rifle, all right? I want to talk about things you can do, little tricks, things that'll make it stand out and be just a little more, you know, what you're looking for. Um, you guys know I'm cheap, right? I mean, you, you've heard over the years me carrying on about, you know, oh, oh, you know, I can't spend that. I I squeeze the, every penny out of everything I can get because that's the way I am. Um, but it's funny because I do love my guns and guns can be expensive. Um, luckily, I mean, heck, some of this podcast was just to support my gun habit. Um we, we deal with a lot of guys that, uh, 
you know, are happy to send us some cool gear and different things to check out. You guys remember Tack Pack was a sponsor, and they sent us a lot of badass AR-15 gear, and they really took care of us. You can get them at TACPAC.com. Um, they were really a, a great partner to have. Um, we uh, we got a lot of uh, good stuff over the years. Next week, I actually have an episode. We're going to talk triggers. Just talk about selecting the best trigger for your AR-15 to make it do everything you want. And it's a lot of good stuff there. So anyway, like I said, I love quality. I, I work with machining and that kind of thing and precision. And it's always uh, been pretty cool and, and I take it seriously. So I really would like, you know, my guns to work the way I work, you know, efficient and properly and do what they're supposed to do when they're expected um, to do it. So a lot of people want to get into the customizing and, and you know, really working on your AR-15. You got to realize things do go together. Um, it actually matters what bullets you plan to shoot, you know, whether they're 55 grain or 62 grain, and then matching the buffer to the uh, the bullet size. Um, the, the buffer tube spring, those things, the weight and, you know, the response of that is going to actually change depending on what ammo you're using. And when you're using a, uh, suppressor, uh, are you using subsonic ammo? Uh, that's a big thing with 300 blackout, right? That's what a lot of people, you know, like to switch over and, and do that. Um, you know, not so much with the, the 5.56, but, you know, that's a thing and, and something to look at. So having it matched, and the big thing is you want to go out and you want to shoot it, and you want to spend some time shooting it. You want to put some magazines through. Is it cycling properly? Um, you know, where does the uh, the empty cartridge eject out of the gun when you're done? You can tell how well your gun is tuned and how that gas is by where it ejects the shell. Now, there's a bunch of charts online, and that's something, you know, you want to kind of think about and and look at. Um, basically, if it cycles every round and you're not having a problem, I wouldn't really worry about it as far as, as, far as your gas tube and stuff. Now, typically, if you buy a complete rifle, they're going to go together. And it's going to match, you know, there, there's not going to be a problem. Somebody already put the thought into it to put the right ones in there, hopefully. Um, there's, so there's a couple things. I mean, you know, it's nice if you start out with a quality barrel, but if you keep it clean, most of the time, up to a hundred yards, I got to say, it doesn't matter too much what barrel. I mean, unless you got a real piece of garbage, there, that barrel is not going to change much in your hundred yards. And I got to say for your average novice shooter, you know, I might select more premium barrels. I'm, you know, getting more and more into it. I keep, you know, up in the quality and, and better and better, but really most of your shooting is going to be done in a hundred yards or less. 
Um, whether you're planning on, you know, fighting a war and the shit hits the fan, or you're the recreational gun shooter, it's still in that 100-yard neighborhood with an AR-15. Um, now, do some of you guys have a 500-yard range? Do you take it to the range? Do you go further with it? Of course you do. I mean, there's guys that do, you know, more and more. I shoot longer than that. But what that's really just so I can be better at my 100 yards, to be honest. I want to master my domain, you know. So anyway, the first easy upgrade, well, I guess really simple and, and uh, you know, cheap and easy to do upgrade that you could do for your AR-15 is going to be upgrading the, the uh, pistol grip. The pistol grip that comes with almost every AR-15 is hard plastic and it just doesn't feel nice. You know, it, it doesn't feel right. Um, and it's a big part. I mean, that's where you're coming in contact. You know, they say like with a luxury car, they worry about like the steering wheel and the shifter and, you know, the, the way the buttons respond when you work on the, uh, the windows up and down, that kind of thing, right? It's the touch points. It's the things that you're going to be coming in contact with. And the pistol grip, <laughs> you're coming in contact with. So upgrading to something like a Hogue grip will, you know, be a game changer on, you know, what you can, uh, how it feels. A Hogue grip, they're soft, they're a little bit thicker, and they're just nice. Um, there's also a uh, a company ATI that does uh, pistol grips. I believe I got one from TacPack that uh, really is actually very premium. Um, honestly, because it came from uh, TacPack, I'm not really sure what I paid for or what it you know cost, but uh, they make a quality product. But just going into something that's a little bit more luxurious and a little bit thicker, a little bit softer, or, you know, go out and try some of your buddies. Try some of the different ones out there and see. But I got to say, the standard go-to, a Hogue rubber grip is going to be, you know, light years ahead of uh, where you are with, you know, your stock AR-15 pistol grip. Next thing I would say is triggers. And before you run out and buy a trigger, I would say, listen to next week's episode because I'm going to break down premium triggers and all kinds of good things. We, I've been installing triggers and out shooting every day, all week. I've been getting up at like 6.30 in the morning and just gunsmithing like crazy and then hitting the range shooting back in, making adjustments, changing things, changing things out. I've had buddies over. I've had all kinds of, you know, things going on here. And we're going to talk triggers next week. And I'm super stoked on that. So, I mean, I was over swapping triggers in guns 10 minutes ago. So, you know, it's been my focus really for the last three weeks. But this week, it's been ridiculous. So upgrading the trigger is huge. Um, that changes the entire way the gun is going to react and respond to you know what you do. Uh, there are different triggers and different purposes. 
Um, like I said, go out, see what's out there. I'm going to throw a video up on YouTube of the different triggers next week. Um, and like I said, I'm doing a whole episode where we talk nothing but triggers. So, you know, we're going to get in deep on how to select one, the ones I tried, how I feel and think about everyone that, you know, a lot of the premium ones out there, we did, we went through six and I've used a bunch of others. We're going to talk triggers and you're going to be stoked. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, the next thing, I guess, that's reasonably simple and will make a significant improvement is the stock. Having a little bit nicer stock, you can always kind of upgrade. Um, ideally, I'd like to see a stock that has no movement, no wiggle room. You want to have that full range of adjustment. You want it to make your gun look good. Um, you know, a nice rubber butt pad's always nice. You know, any little cushion. You don't really need it with an AR-15, a lot of cushion. But why wouldn't you put a little quarter inch of rubber in the back and make it a little bit softer, you know? You're jamming it in your arm and you're maybe holding it there all day. Why not have a little comfort? I mean, to me, that only makes sense. Um, to get into that more premium feel, uh, you want something that like doesn't really rattle, that kind of locks into position. That's hard to find. Um, I honestly have not found a great stock that really feels as solid a as I think it should and really is going to stay in place. So that's something to maybe, you know, look at, consider. But either way, there is a lot of improvement from your standard mil-spec junk that's out there. I mean, just even upgrading to a Magpul stock. Um, I just got a, a Hogue stock, which I haven't put on and, and tried it out yet, so I can't really recommend. Um, either way, I assume that, you know, based on how great the grips are, that, you know, I'm optimistic it's going to be good things. But go out. Feel the ones that your buddies are using. Try different things, but upgrading the stock can really, you know, make a big difference in the feel. Now, the hand guard, you want one that's right for you, but I assume you probably picked out one that you liked and that kind of felt right when you selected your gun. Um, so hopefully that's not something, you know, you need to mess with too much. Um, if, you know, you've kind of work through all that, having the proper optics on your gun and having them set up right. I mean, basically you're looking for something that's not going to move or adjust when you move or adjust, right? Something that's not going to shift and change and get knocked out of alignment too easy. Um, something like that. Uh, if you're on the, the cheaper end, but looking for function, I got to say Vortex seems to be my go-to for, you know, less money and more quality. Uh, if you're hell-bent on American-made, uh, a lot of guys are. Uh, Loophold, they have a uh, red dot, uh, the RDS. I think it's the Freedom RDS is like, if you're a veteran, it ends up being like 219 something ridiculously cheap like that. That's not a bad deal at all. Um they, if you fill out your information to get the in their veteran program, 
they do a super great job of giving you quality gear for cheap. Um, they make, I mean, you're you're probably going to be in that $600 neighborhood on the nicer, you know, like uh, magnifying scopes, uh, 600 to 800 if you're using the veteran discount. After that, I'd say it's kind of out of my league. If I didn't have the veteran discount, they really give a big discount. Um, but that red dot's like 218 or something, and it's awesome. The only problem is it's never freaking in stock. You just got to constantly keep checking it to find it. Um, but if that's all too pricey for you, step down to Vortex. And Vortex, they're not made in America. Well, a lot of them aren't made in America. Some of their more premium stuff, they do actually have some American made. But you're going to get that close to loophole quality and you're going to get, you know, cheap. And cheap works for me. Like I said, I'm the building the cool gun on a budget guy. And, you know, hey, it's all about how it feels. Now, there's little things. Like when I was changing out the triggers, um, I have some that kind of have like a uh, a mushy uh, safety mode selector. And that's just junky. It makes your gun feel junky. Um, they're all nice and snappy now. I, I, I put some time into it and I changed them out or I, you know, pulled out the trigger and adjusted things and, you know, move things around. You, you do what you got to do, but you got to make it work right. You know, every part of it should just kind of snap and move. And the thing is, these things are adjustable by you. Um, maybe one of your buddies is a little more gunsmith-like than you if you're not that guy, but you know, they can be worked on and adjusted and you can set it up, you know? I mean, I had a guy, one of the guys came over to help me test out the uh, the triggers and he's an Afghan war vet and, you know, he takes part his gun and cleans it and whatever. But I'm like, look, man, I got tons of stuff. Let's go through, you, you know, whatever's bugging you about your gun, let's make the adjustments. Let's wiggle it around. Let's see what we can do to make it sit right. Um... Another thing, which, man, I, I hate that it would even be an issue, but when the upper and lower come together with the takedown pins, that should be a nice, tight, snug seal. Um, I, I've seen guys put like a uh, O-ring around the front takedown pin as like it slides through around the upper. Um, they Basically, you know, they, they wrap it around the two holes of the upper of the front takedown pin and they'll end up, you know, and then slide the pin through it and just make it a little bit more snug. Um, they sell these little red rubber inserts. I actually got some from Tac Pack, and at the time I didn't know what they were. I was like, what the hell are these for? And they're exactly for that. They just kind of press in into uh, the back of your lower receiver and where the takedown, uh, or sorry, the upper comes down on the rear takedown pin. They uh, kind of cushion it and basically help keep that as a nice seal. Um, that's another big plus, you know, something that really helps out and, you know, just makes it feel nice. Uh, the next thing that maybe uh, take you up to the next level would be a uh, a, a good flash hider. Uh, having the right you know, uh, muzzle device 
on the end of your uh, on the end of your gun can make a big uh, difference. Uh, there's one uh, the the I think it's Gamma VG6. It it really is a uh, is pretty sweet. Let me uh, see if I can pull it up here. See, that's the problem with doing the podcast by myself. I don't have Kevin to, uh, to you know, cover for me and uh, keep talking when I'm trying to figure out things. But, yeah, I can't look it up. All right, I tried. But I, I'm pretty sure it is the Gamma VG6. Anyway, that's actually what I have on most of my guns. And that's like 40 or 50 bucks. But there's some pretty good ones if you watch for sales. Um I actually got one that I like uh, from Wilson Combat. I got, you know, these little things can make a big difference in the appearance and how it shoots. Um, I was actually, we had a couple uppers out, a couple of guns side by side, and we were going back and forth on the triggers and trying to really narrow it down. And I was shocked at what the difference was with the same ammo with how loud one gun was to the next. And I really attribute that to the muzzle device. And that makes a big difference. So selecting the right muzzle device, um, we could maybe, you know, dig deep in each one of these things. There's just so many choices out there. I don't think I could ever uh, really, you know, narrow it all down. But I think, uh, you know, if there's something shoot you know bugging you or you're not sure what to do uh shoot me an email uh throw it in the prepping badass group right be like hey what do you guys recommend um i'm a uh, member of a ar-15 builder group on facebook and there's you know guys out there everybody's got a freaking opinion i can tell you that uh the internet has no shortage of opinions but there's stuff out there and you know if you want that cheap but reasonable quality, um, shoot me an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com and tell me what you're looking for and maybe I'll have a suggestion for you. Uh, maybe I'll even do a video and uh, you know go through a couple and show you guys the difference and, and put it up there. But I mean, that was the thing. I was like, there are so many premium triggers out there, 120, 180, 200, $250. How the heck can anybody just, you know, buy each one and go through till they get to the right one? You don't know. Um, it's a gamble and you have to trust somebody else's word. So, well, I can tell you, I got three guys together and well, I was one of the guys, me and two other guys. And we went through and, and we just shot the heck out of these things. And we pretty, pretty much a consensus um, so we're going to talk to you about which ones are right, but I'm just saying there are things you can do, upgrade your gun. So think pistol grip, stock, um, the, uh, actually believe it or not, quality magazines, just mag puller better made a big difference. There's a lot of junk out there. Um, selecting a decent optic is, is the big one. And uh, like I said, a muzzle device out on the end. Um, that stuff will really change the feel and maybe even, you know, the look of your AR-15, depending, you know, what you're really after. But there's a lot of ways to step it up and move into that next level. 
And you also make it so you can sell your $500 AR-15 as a quality gun. All of a sudden, it's worth twelve or fifteen hundred bucks. You know, I know I bring my buddies over, and they're like, "Holy crap!" You know, this gun shoots completely different than you know what they're using. And I'm like, you know, pay attention, spend a little time, look at the quality, notice what's working and what's not. And that's the beauty when you can swap parts out. Um, right now, things, all things, guns are definitely not cheap. Uh, back in the day, you know, I'd buy. I'd find quality bulk carrier groups for 79 bucks and I'd buy four or five of them because I could just set them aside and and that way if I need one, um, you find that lower parts kit from like maybe Sons of Liberty Gunworks for 23 bucks, 22 bucks, buy three or four of them, you know, um, that kind of thing. Uh, the whole grips, they'll go on sale. I see that all the time. I buy four or five because... I know I'm going to need them. I'm going to use them. And, you know, then when it comes time, you can set up the guns. Now I have different, you know, stuff on different guns. And because I like to have a different feel and a different, you know, thing, different days. I'm in a different mood. Uh, definitely I have scopes and things with magnification. And some are just a quick reflex sight, you know. And they all have a purpose, you know. Every day you might, you know, have a different agenda and a different thing. And I go out and I get familiar. The nice thing is I go out and I spend time with each one and I make sure. All right. And I try to, you know, keep it together, the same up or the same lower. So that way everything's tuned just right with itself. And that's what you're looking for. That's when you get the quality, you know, um, when it's just set up and meant to work. And that's what you're looking for. And that's the difference between a premium gun and, you know, your off-your-shelf nonsense. Um, like I said, you can get there. Just spend some time with it. Get to know it. You know, it's like anything. The more you really understand it and take care of it, one, the better shooter you are, the better, you know, you are going to work together with your gun, the better it's all going to come together. So that's what I got. You have questions, concerns, thoughts, comments, emails at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe, and I will talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.